Alright, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Wednesday, July 12th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Still on European tour here in the south of France. And tonight, Clayton, I will be seeing a film at the Cine Palace. You know, just letting the 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 wannabe o Parisians or actually wannabe o south of Francers know I'm gonna be at the Cine Palace, scheduled to see a nine o'clock showing of Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part One which opens officially today worldwide, Clayton. Except except in Japan, I read that it's opening one week later to uh, not open the same week as the uh, Miyazaki final film. So Tom Cruise showing that respect for legendary filmmakers. He's given the Japanese director a week all to himself, and then Tom Cruise comes in and crushes him. But otherwise, worldwide, including in the U.S., including in France. Today is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 Day. Are you excited, Clayton, for this? This is a worldwide holiday. We all could celebrate together. You know, I do wish I was more excited (gasps) about this. I think, frankly, you know, Mendelssohn is one of the few people who kind of poo-pooed this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And listen, I trust Mendelssohn because he isn't a guy who is bought by anyone. No, he's not a shill. That's for sure. He's not a shill by any stretch of the imagination. He's a movie lover. Right. He's a box office god, he, I would say, at this point. And he's not a hater. He's And he's not a hater. No. He wants to like things. So him sort of saying this wasn't as good as he wanted it to be um, really diluted my expectations. Huh. And we also have a friend who is a huge Mission Impossible fan. Yes. Yes. And who has seen this film and planned to see it in every format. Right. And now it's like, I might skip Screen X. I might skip a format because they were disappointed in this film. And that, I think, listen, I love Mendelssohn, but I think this person's and I don't want to, you know, if they want to reveal themselves, we can reveal them next episode. Yeah, I, I, yeah, will, yeah. I will reveal it right now. But this person's opinion, I think, matters so much well, that it's 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 making me a little bit down on this film. To be fair, though, this unnamed source is planning to see Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning a second time in theaters. The issue is that she or he or they were really trying okay. to to keep this uh anonymous they may only see it twice as opposed to three or four times in the theater so uh, to me that's a I, I, I my my enthusiasm is not tempered at all by that um and my I, personal enthusiasm is i'm saying my personal enthusiasm okay is. okay uh, numbers wise i mean Here's the thing. It's got a 96% on Rotten Tomato, just to, you know, in terms of we're not critics, huh? But I do think that is important. 97% from 228 reviews. I I think that's important because the the thing you've heard a lot in the last year leading up to Dead Reckoning is what will the Maverick bump be? And obviously this is not going to do Maverick business, but there will be a Maverick bump. And part of the Maverick bump was people knowing this was good. And I do think Dead Reckoning 
getting that 97%, that number that people could quickly look at on their phone when they're making a decision, I think that helps give it a bigger Maverick bump than it would have got if this movie was like 80% and critics were in the middle on it. Uh, This is definitely a hype train, and I get it. Listen, Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise has gone around and kissed babies and shook hands and held up tickets to other films. This this man is promoting the absolute hell out of this movie. And hopefully, for the box office's sake, after Dial of Destiny and after Flash, this thing does boffa bobo. So... Here's what we're looking at right now. By the time this episode actually drops, we'll probably get real legitimate preview numbers. But according to Deadline, it's doing six to seven million mm-hmm. is what it's looking at. In the preview numbers. They, in the preview numbers. Okay. And they're saying they think it's probably going to be higher than the Thursday previews of Fallout back in 2018, which was six million. Right, right. Now, in these preview numbers – are Monday special screenings. Right. And uh, I think there was Sunday special screenings for this as well. Let me see. It would be mostly Monday and Tuesday. Now, I think it's tough to compare the preview numbers of this film to other preview numbers because these are Monday, Tuesday screenings compared to usually previews are on Thursdays. And Thursdays Mm -hmm. is just a much better movie going day than Monday, Tuesday, you know, Monday, Tuesday, people don't really think to go to the movies, especially a new movie. You know, people wouldn't even really think that mission impossible is going to be in previews on Monday and Tuesday. So I think the preview numbers being a little higher than what the previews were for fallout is actually a bigger deal because fallout was on a traditional Thursday preview. So there were Sunday Walmart subscriber screenings. Okay. So this thing has been previewed out the wazoo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that is going to pad what would have looked like if it was just Tuesday night screenings or Tuesday starting at 1 p.m. or 3 p.m. whenever they want to start it. They would look weak because of what you said, because it's a weekday. Yeah. 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 And people on Tuesdays are almost trained to do – the cheapy movies, you know, catch up on something that's been out for a while, get a two for one, that type of thing. So I think these are pretty strong preview numbers that it's already going to be the biggest preview day that an MI movie has ever had. And it's a preview day mm-hmm. on a Monday, Tuesday. So I, I think that's pretty strong. Like you said, let's focus on Tom Cruise because he wants this to be gigantic and he gets to play savior again potentially you know Mm -hmm. maverick was the savior of theaters in 2022 and after the jude we just had where everything other than spidey cartoon basically tanked or underperformed that's what cruz is in in position to be right now he's got to be the box office savior at least until barbie comes along and then you know, stomps on on even Tom Cruise with her high heels. But for the next week and a half, yeah. he's got to be the savior. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that is the narrative. I mean, uh, people have hopefully forgotten how highly he spoke of The Flash, mm-hmm. how highly he spoke of Dial of Destiny. 
hopefully people put that out of their minds when they go see this movie, that this man who jumping off a cliff is also the man who said that Flash was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After I saw that movie, I wanted to jump off a cliff. Yeah. Um, but not with a motorcycle. And not with a parachute. And not with a parachute. And just head first. And just head first. Yeah. 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 So fully we're Arms saying to the side. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you did, and you, you did want to be filmed though. Yes. 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 If it ain't filmed, it didn't happen, bro. Yeah. So I think people will forget about that stuff. And we've talked about his shilling for the flash and Indiana Jones and other failed movies. I do think the general audience knows he was just doing his job, you know, and Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise, especially now more than ever, appeals to, you know, middle America, the stacks, the plain billies, the earth dogs, and they know when someone's just got to do their job. And I think these, these people, these stacks dwellers, they're covered in soot, you know, they're, they're sunburned head to toe. And they recognize when Tom Cruise was saying the flash was great. It was just a man who had to earn his paycheck for, for, you know, mother and baby. And I think now that, that I think that's all water under the bridge. He was just earning a paycheck doing his job when he said that flash was good. Now you are mentioning something Mm -hmm. here where this core audience, of course, it's going to be, you know, moviegoers, the people who usually go to movies will go see this movie because they see everything. Right. Right. But salt of the earth, earth dogs, stack dwellers. Mm -hmm. These people also have something that's playing to them right now. Yeah. And it's sound of freedom. And so the sound of freedom effect is something that Tom Cruise, I don't think was prepared for. Yeah. I mean, no one was except, I mean, honestly, except us because we were talking about it. Yeah. Now, does that take away from this film because we also got a text message from an unnamed source who their significant other went and saw a Mm 9am IMAX Mm -hmm. for mission impossible today. And there was a line out the door, not for it, but for sound of freedom. Yeah. And so is this bad for MI? Right. Six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is seven. It's seven. This is MI seven dead reckoning. Part one. Part one. So the sound of freedom effect. And and listen, the report that we got, this was not from the stacks. This was not from plain Billy country. This was from a coastal inside the house. Yeah. This was from New York city. This happened in New York city, a line around the block, supposedly for sound of freedom yeah, will there be overlap? Here's the thing, though. Sound of Freedom, obviously we're covering it. It is performing at a level for a movie of this size that is stunning. It is now at $45 million as of end of day Monday. Um, I mean, let's just say it. It won the day on Monday, July 10th. You know, the numbers mm-hmm. are in, and Sound of Freedom came in number one on Monday, so it moved ahead of Insidious, The Red Door, which was the weekend number one. It is ahead of Indiana Jones for the day, Elements, all those. Well, of course. So that movie made $4 million on Monday. It's up to $45 million. But here's the thing. $4 million in that day, I don't think is going to be a significant issue for Dead Reckoning. Obviously, Sound of Freedom is way overperforming. 
but it's overperforming at a level that is not in the stratosphere of Dead Reckoning. Maybe there will be some people who would have went to see Dead Reckoning and instead are going to see Sound of Freedom for the first time. Well, that's your Maverick bump. That's what it's going to eat into the Maverick bump that people are expecting because the hardcore MI people will see this movie. So followed open to 61. Mm-hmm. This movie will at the lowest make 61 in the three day. Has to, right. Has We're to. expecting way more. Yeah. But at the lowest, this will make 61 in the three day because I feel like it's going to retain that core audience uh, for sure. And probably add more, right? It has to, it but has to add more. It has to add more than it Fallout. is the has to. extra Maverick people mm-hmm. that might choose sound of freedom. They just might. They just, but the Maverick audience, and again, sound of freedom overperforming, but the Maverick audience is so gigantic. Those numbers are so big that even what sound of freedom eats into the Maverick bump has to be so much bigger than what Sound of Freedom could be doing. I mean, I, I, I guess I, it's Sound I have, of- I have gone on record. Here's what I, I, I've gone on record to say. This Maverick bump everybody's expecting is not going to be as big as everybody says it is. Okay. Maverick is a one-of-a-kind film. Right, right. It is a movie that is a – we will look at on our deathbeds. Yes. We are – when the box office is going through our minds, yes, yes, and we're flashing back to all the big box office, yeah, things, something you know? about something Mary, about Mary, my big fat yeah, Greek exactly. wedding, Avatar, yeah, 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 Avatar, Titanic, those sort of things, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Honestly, I think that's yeah, exactly that'll get a little, yeah, yeah, it'll flash. We'll see his little put him. Yeah, Maverick will be in that. Yes. Mission Impossible 7 will not be in there. Oh, okay? listen. And I understand. Course, listen, we're and, not saying this is a deathbed vision movie. No, no. Okay. But but what I'm saying is the expectation that everybody who went to see Maverick is going to be interested in Mission Impossible is a fallacy. I'm not saying there won't mm-hmm. be a bump in Tom Cruise's profile. Is it the highest it maybe has ever been? Yes, yes. Because he is such a last man standing when it comes to stardom. Yeah. But what I'm saying is this movie is overly long. It's a number seven of the franchise. It's a part one, right? All these things are working against it. For a huge Maverick bump. Maverick was so concise. All you had, you didn't have to see the first one, but everybody's seen the first one. It's a concise, perfect gem of a film. And this is a long, sprawling part of a franchise that isn't even a complete movie. So to tell me that the Maverick people are going to clamber to see this maybe opening weekend but i but long term this is not going to do maverick business or even close well here's the here's opening weekend of maverick for and this was a 3 day weekend was may uh 27th of last year uh it opened to 126 million dollars mm-hmm. and as we said the last Mission Impossible movie, uh, Fallout in 2018, 61. made 61. So basically, Maverick doubled Fallout. Mm-hmm. It is a $60 million difference. So do you think the Maverick bump is 50%? You know, do, do they split the difference? You know, can it open in a three-day 
to say $90 million. Because if it opens to 90 in the three day, then that is Maverick giving a 50% bump to Fallout. You know, Fallout made 60, it adds another 30. That's a 50% bump, but it's still only halfway to what Maverick made in the opening weekend. I think that's possible. I think the Maverick bump could be as high as 50%. That's the high end to me, but I think that's the tracking here. Pat, the tracking here. I mean, we're going according to Box Office Pro, so there's you could see other tracking other places. Right. Three days, sixty-one to seventy-five. Well, I think that's and five crazy. day is ninety-one to one ten. Yeah, I, I think and that's so. I think that's very. I saw that. To me, that feels low. And the tracking on Maverick, and again, I know Maverick is a once-in-a-lifetime deathbed box office situation, but I think the tracking was very low on Maverick. Going into the weekend, they they did not know how to correctly foresee how big that was going to be. And I think the tracking to me feels low right now on Fallout. I think they I think they're underestimating the, the Maverick bump. I don't know. I mean, even in deadline, mm-hmm. it's saying Dead Reckoning is projected to have $90 million five $90 million five day. Yeah. Well, let's take a look very quickly at, I mean, we got an amazing email. Uh, he just hits a home run every time from wannabe oh boy, Austin. And, oh, great. I uh, didn't get to see this yet. Oh, I mean, listen, he it's, it is long, it is detailed, but it is spectacular. It's like Christmas morning when we get an Austin email, yes. I'll tell you. So uh, I'm just trying to skip through here to get to what his prediction is. Um, he says, even if this opens in the 60 million range, this thing's going to have legs for days. Critics don't matter, huh? But this thing has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's going to help business all summer. Now he does say these movies skew older. So smaller openings with longer legs. Great point. Um, Austin now here, he tends to agree with you. This is a quote from wannabe old boy, Austin. I hate to say it, but it doesn't feel like the Maverick bump is materializing into anything other than a couple extra mil here and there. Uh, overall, I'll go with 70 mil for the three days, 95 for the five days. Uh, and then he proceeds to talk about how he wants to see the top 10 overall do really well. That uh, he did like seeing that last week. We had 14 separate movies last weekend that made over a million dollars, including Guardians 3 in its 10th weekend. So the I would say the main point coming out of Austin's email is he's predicting 70 mil for the three days, 95 for the five day. So he, you know. And so this is a man, let's yeah. just say his bona fides, okay? Yeah. yeah. This is a man who pretty much nailed Elvis. Yes. which was a movie last summer that was a huge question mark. Yeah. And he pretty much nailed it. He nailed it. Yeah. And then what was the movie that he he nailed Flash too, right? Didn't he say 58 when it was 55? I think he might have he nailed that. Nailed Obviously going into that weekend that one felt like it was fizzling. But yeah, he did go mm, but we but still yeah, yeah. we went higher we went on higher. that. Yep. He he gave us an email at the same time that we were saying what we were saying. Yep. So he's Very got true. a finger on the pulse. He's yeah. a youngster. Yeah. He's in that prime demo. Yeah, yeah. He's in his prime. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's in and the biz. I, he's in the biz too. So he's, he's got both. He's both got the insider outsider perspective. That's true. I believe Austin, and 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 I feel that same way. Okay. I don't think this Maverick bump is happening. Okay. So do you agree though that you know obviously we're predicting the opening weekend and we'll be covering this movie for a long time. Is this a situation where the audience is going to get to it over the course of the next two months? Because I I do see that. I do think this movie is going to be gigantic. And I think the Maverick bump will be real when we look at the final tally of this movie. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the rest of the summer, obviously we're going to get into strays in August. But this movie and then Barbie and Oppenheimer are really going to have a lot of room to make a meal for the rest of the summer. They're going to eat well in August. And I think that's where the Maverick bump will probably be strongest is people seeing this over the next six to, I mean, it's a, it's a Tom Cruise movie. So this is probably going to play in theaters until Halloween. Well, that's the other thing. They are not going to drop this on Streamo or PVOD in the near future. Like they will other movies, right? Exactly. So I agree with you. This movie is going to play and it's going to play for the long haul, but I don't think this opening is going to be a dramatic, huge difference from the previous. Film. Okay. Okay. Because if we're talking every, let's just talk about the openings for these MI movies, which they've increased every time except for three what was it the the the, the third one the right? third one the jj abrams one was the one that kind of almost killed the franchise because they didn't make four for another five years after that you know and they tried to replace uh they tried to replace cruise yes in ghost protocol with yes. jeremy renner and crew said no crew said no the it. audience said no and yeah that that would have been but well, basically Ghost Protocol in 2011 very well could have flopped, and then that would have been it for this IP. You know, that was the but make Brad or break Bird movie. Yes, made a spectacular film. That's yes. a spectacular film. Yeah, it was a milk. That run. movie, Rogue Nation, Fallout have only done better at the box office. Yeah, and and been uh, well, actually, uh, domestically, Ghost Protocol ended up making more than Rogue Nation. Okay, but it's all been close. Yeah, Fallout really is the high watermark yeah. in all of those. And this will beat it. Yeah. Well, that's something to also talk about is if Maverick had never happened and God, mm-hmm. what a awful, you know, what a, what an awful world that would be if there had been no Maverick. terrible world, but if there'd been no Maverick and somehow theaters were still in business, which is not a given, but no, but go with me here. There's no Maverick. We're basically living on in the road. You know, we are, it's just fires. We're, we're hunting for food. There are cannibals, but this movie is coming out. Mission impossible. Dead reckoning. Part one is coming out in a no Maverick world. It still would get a bump based on the mission impossible franchise, just being more and more popular with these recent entries. You know, so, so oh, yeah, even, Fallout. Right. Fallout's enough to make right. people want to see this movie. Right, right. So even in this awful no Maverick world, Dead Reckoning Part 1 would do better than Fallout. 
mm-hmm. amidst the fires, amidst the chaos of the no maverick civilization. The cannibals, yeah. Yeah, the cannibals. There would so, be cannibals. Uh, the thing with this summer, and, and I'll tell you what, and we'll get – we can't talk about this today, but we will get into this okay. when that preview weekend comes. I do feel that the some of the thunder has been stolen by Barbie. Yes. And Oppenheimer. Yeah. Because you're seeing people who are doing – a back-to-back screening of these films talking about which one are you going to see first the movie theaters i know amc and regal are staggering their times Mm -hmm. in order for people to be able to see both movies yeah i love that yeah i love we talk about movie theaters and how they are so slow to react to anything Mm -hmm. there's no billy bean for movie theaters where you're really looking at statistics, you're really looking at times and all those different things, right? But the fact that they're doing that is so smart, Mm -hmm. and it is going to behoove both of those films, Barbie and Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is going to get the Barbie bump. Oh, 100%. Because people are going to be like, I want a grueling experience. Yeah. I want to watch Barbie and then Oppenheimer. Yeah. It's going to become one of those sort of challenges yes. that people TikTok about, yes. like when you used to put buckets of water over your head yes. or a bunch of crackers in your mouth. Yes, yes. That yes. is it's what this be, is going to be. It's going to be the They're gentle minions. It. It's going to be the gentle minions. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing about that is that's not coming until what? When is that open? That opens the Next 20th. Friday, the 21st. July Friday, yeah. July 21st is Barbenheimer Day. But Yeah. So – that though feels to me like the story of the summer where Emission Impossible was supposed to be the story of the summer. Barbie could open bigger in its three day than fa- than uh than this movie. Oh. I think it definitely will. I mean, I think it. Uh, I I mean, listen, we don't want to uh, uh, shoot our shot right now, but I mean, I think Barbie's three day will be bigger than the five day of Mission Impossible, and I think yeah. by possibly a sizable amount, but. And now, of course, that has kid appeal where this doesn't. This doesn't. Like little kid appeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, – but that's also a factor where I think that this was supposed to be such the big story of the summer and now it's not. And it's even – it might even be third under Sound of Freedom. Well, I, I think – I think we it's don't story story wise storyline wise storyline. There's a lot of twists and turns possibly coming up in the in the Sound of Freedom story. So yeah, there there may be more to that. I think that yeah, Fall uh, Dead Reckoning Part One doesn't have the the kid appeal that Maverick probably had in the sense that I think families drag their kids to Maverick in a way that they're not going to do for Dead Reckoning Part One. You know, Maverick was that type yeah. of movie where. Uh, uh, fathers and mothers and grandparents took the kids because they're like, you need to see this. You need to learn these Mm -hmm. lessons and you need to be a better kid because you've watched Maverick. I don't think that's happening with, with the mission impossible movies. I don't think it's being used as uh, uh, a way of, of teaching children how to, how to act. So I think, yeah, this doesn't have the kid appeal, doesn't have the family appeal, but I think all that said, it's Tom Cruise Tom Cruise has been everywhere. You know, we focus on domestic, but I'm in the south of France right now. And with everything Tom Cruise, it's a worldwide play. And he's 
been traveling the world. He had his birthday in Australia premiering this movie. He premiered it in the UK. He went to Japan. It's getting the China opening, so we'll see what that means. That's big. You know, Maverick didn't Maverick made its 1.5 whatever billion dollars it made last year with no China, you know, no China bucks mm-hmm. there. And we'll see what China could still do for a big American film like this, but I think that's a factor, you know, as Mission Impossible tries to become a billion dollar movie, the fact that it's opening in China could help pad those numbers. And mm-hmm. I think the respect that Cruz showed Miyazaki by opening a week later in Japan, that should pay off because respect should pay off. You should get paid for it. So hopefully Cruz does. Well, I think especially in Japan, I think that is one of those things where they respect yes. their elders yes. in a way that Americans don't. Yes, yes. But- Our elders have to look like Tom Cruise for us to respect them. Exactly. If they if they look like Harrison Ford, we say, sorry, Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. We kick the cane away is what we do in the States. Yeah, yeah 100%. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I think Cruise is he's working it like you said at the start he's been kissing babies he's been traveling around the world this man basically lives on a private jet the last month and i do think it's going to pay off so we'll get to our top five predictions in a bit and give some hard numbers on our weekend predictions so i just want to touch on a couple of news items let's get into trailer talk clayton because we both watched the trailer that just dropped yesterday, dropped on Tuesday, the trailer for the upcoming Christmas time release from Warner Brothers, Wonka, starring Timothy mm-hmm. Chalamet. It's from the director of Paddington. That's what the trailer yep. said. But not the director of Paddington 2, I'm pretty sure. I think those movies had different directors. So I'm just um... going to double check that right now. But... I feel like those both were the same guy. Um, well, we'll I'll be checking that in the background, but I just watched this trailer and my first thought is that um I am hmm I, I, I am curious, you know, because this is a movie that they're hoping open you know i think the the opening they're looking for is like a 40 or 50 million dollar and then just eat lots of christmas time candy just play through december and early january and my thought right off the bat is i love chalamet as a rising star he famously um wore the legendary hoodie on a live and i we can't state this more clearly a live broadcast of Saturday night live wore the legendary hoodie mm-hmm. in support of legendary production company Dune against the HBO max day and date. One of the most spectacular uh, feats anyone's ever done on live television. So we love Chalamet. Yeah, yeah. All that protest. It's, it was an act of protest. Yes. On again, live I mean, is it close to Sinead fight the real enemy ripping up the Pope picture? Is oh, it close? It's, it's up there for sure. It's, it's, you know, yeah. when SNL does the, the 50th, uh, they've got to acknowledge both of those. And mm-hmm. all that said, he's Wonka in this prequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And it pains me to say, watching the trailer, I don't know if Timothy Chalamet is going to be able to pull this off. I, I, I felt like, you know, previously it's been Gene Wilder. 
It's been Johnny Depp. And I mm-hmm. don't know if Chalamet was the right person for this role. He seemed uncomfortable in this trailer in a way that I think could make ticket goers uncomfortable. So that's my big takeaway watching that trailer is he does not feel comfortable in that spot. Yeah, I think there's a level to him that is as much as he's like a a, a teeny bopper idol, like a little kid, like little girls like him and stuff. But like adult women also really like him. He has a certain edge to him that and I know, listen, Willy Wonka is a sociopath. He's a crazy person, right? So, yes, there's supposed to be an element of that. But weirdly, I didn't get that in here. Yep. And I think it's because they're kidifying him in a way where he's, you know, they want to make him Paddington. They want to make yep. him more off kilter and fun than really a sick effer. Yes. And, uh, you know, he is a sick effer. And it's, I mean, is this a Better Call Saul situation where you see how he becomes Saul? Right. You know, that's what it feels just like. purely we're just going to make him lovable and eccentric and not have that edge. Cause that's what that looks like in here. And I agree. He does not look comfortable in this part. Yeah. I, I just, I just feel like this is not, he's going to be coming off of Dune two, right? Dune two will have come out before this. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, which and I, I think that's going to be massive. Mm-hmm. So this is going to get probably interest because of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, from what I'm seeing here, it does not look good. But also, it is a kid's movie. It is a kid's movie. It is not for move. This is very much a kid's movie. It is not for me. I would not go see this film because it looks treacly in a way that I'm not interested in, even though I did enjoy the Paddington films. Yes, and, and, and confirmed, yes, that the director uh, uh, of Wonka is Paul Thomas King, who did direct both Paddingtons. So the Paddington... Yes. Yeah. Paddington, yeah. You know, the first Those Paddington... Those are his auteur movies. Yeah. So the first Paddington that everyone liked and then the second Paddington that everyone loves and which is the one I've seen and I could confirm it is as great as the the uh, word on the street was. Yeah. But here's the problem. Okay. It was a bomb. The Paddingtons were not hit. The second movie yeah. underperformed. The first movie had a domestic haul of $76 million. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, I think, only made 40. Yeah. So that's not great. It's not great um, for, you know, listen, the Paddington IP obviously is not as big theatrically as the Willy Wonka IP. So Wonka should be, listen, Wonka has to be way bigger than Paddington. If, if, if Wonka ends up grossing 40 million domestic, then this is a, a giant disaster and that's not going to happen. You know, going back to something you said about that trailer, that is really what what struck me as well, is that they really have softened the edges on this Wonka. You know, the Gene mm-hmm. Wilder Wonka was completely psychotic. He was a murderer. He was, mm-hmm. you know, I think when that film ends, they 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 end the film before the trial of Wonka begins because he was going to mm-hmm. be put up on many charges. And, you know, the Johnny Depp, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, he's playing Wonka as Michael Jackson. So we could leave yeah, that so, there. Yeah. yeah so, let's leave it. So, you know, you've got Johnny Depp, 
Michael Jackson Wonka. You've got Gene Wilder up on charges Wonka. And in this trailer, there is no edge to Chalamet's Wonka, which I think is the reason he's uncomfortable because he should play edgy Wonka. He should play sexy Wonka, which obviously you you can't have in a kid's movie, but that's Chalamet's whole thing. And Mm -hmm. I think he feels uncomfortable because of how sanitized this Wonka seems in this trailer. He is only like, you know, the Wonka. And it also has the... The trailer gives me the vibes of a type of movie we've seen a lot of this year, which is the movie that is behind the scenes, the creation of the business we all love. You know, the air, mm-hmm. the Blackberry, the uh, uh, Flamin' Hot. Cheetos, Cheetos, Hot Cheetos. Tetris, so on and so forth. And to me, this Wonka trailer reminds me of that type of movie, which is, hey, this is how Wonka created his famous chocolate factory that we all yeah. shop at. And the thing is, I loved Air, and that did perform well, but not a huge hit. Okay. None of those movies were big hits. Blackberry was great, but that was a indie movie that didn't break out. You know, yeah. Flame and Hot is a streamo movie. Tetris is a mm-hmm. streamo movie that no one watched. So that style of movie, the hey, don't you love this product? Don't you love Wonka bars? Here's the real story of how Wonka bars began. I don't know if people love that type of movie. No. I mean, we'll see, you know, listen, we'll see once the Beanie Baby Bust movie comes out, how little people actually like those sort of movies. Yeah. That may taint the water for any future sort of, hey, this product, want to know the history? Hey, this business, want to know the history? Yeah. 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 I mean, as much as Chalamet is going to be riding high coming off a dune when Wonka comes out, Wonka is going to have to contend with the failure, the inevitable failure of this Zach Galifianakis Beanie Babies movie. Because that might be Mm -hmm. the one that makes people violently against any kind of movie about the behind the scenes of how a product started. You know, that Mm -hmm. Zach Galifianakis Beanie Babies movie could cause people to be frothing at the mouth furious when the Wonka bars how the Wonka bars came to be movie comes out in December. So that's a problem mm-hmm. for Wonka that I don't think anyone's talking about is that Zach Galifianakis Beanie Babies movie. We are. We are. Of course we, we are. are. Um, yeah, the other thing from the trailer is that I have heard Wonka is a musical and this trailer did not in any way tell you that this is a musical, which of course makes oh, me think these could the be some rough bad. musical scenes. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. or this could be a um uh I'll do anything. Was that the film, the James L. Brooke film that had been a musical that they recut to not be a musical before they released it? I think that's what yeah, yeah. And maybe, where do you hear that Wonka's a musical? Is that fact? I I have I have heard that uh you know out on the street. So I'm gonna double check that right now. Don't hold I mean uh, yeah, I mean, you just Google it right now. Musical, new movie musical, movie Wonka. Musical. Yeah, first trailer for yeah. Wonka musical film. And that trailer had no music. It had the 
uh, uh, the imagination song as I just, you hear the, the instrumental lightly in the background. Um, you hear Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa start to play the Oompa Loompa song, but yeah. there are no hints that Timothy Chalamet will be singing in this movie based on the trailer. Wow. I mean, if you like the trailer for the greatest showman, which again, that's going to be in the deathbed box office flashback. Absolutely. That's that run. Yeah. We need to Clayton not get hit by a truck because we need to have proper time for our deathbeds. You know, if we get, Mm -hmm. if we get hit by a truck or, you know, someone just slices our head off without us knowing it's coming, something like that, that's going to be such a disappointment because we'll have no time to reflect on Greatest Showman, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, There's Something About Mary. Mm-hmm. We do need lengthy hospice stays so we could think of all these movies. Yeah, hopefully it's death in very old age. Yes, yes. Definitely death in old age that takes long enough that we could think through, you know, the top 20 or 30 box office stories of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. But that that preview had music in it, right? I mean, yes, of they course. didn't yes. be like, here's a guy in a top hat talking to a bunch of circus folk. Right. It was, here are songs. Right. And so the fact that this this one wasn't, here are songs, what are you hiding, Wonka? What are you hiding? What are you hiding? Are the songs even written yet? Right. 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 I mean, it has to be because the WGA is on strike. So I would hope those songs are written and and also recorded and edited by now because the movie comes out in December. It it yeah. it could be an I'll do anything situation. This movie cut could be it. being the music could be being cut out. And listen, it would make the movie shorter. And that is a I think mm-hmm. a thing that would help movies right now is th- if this came in at 98 minutes, you know, oh. or came in at Rob Schneider length and was like a 74 minute movie. I wouldn't hate that. Cut the music out and get it down to the hot chick length, you know? More showings. More showings, too. Right, right. Back in those showings. But I do think uh, hashtag Wonka, what are you hiding? Because Mm -hmm. that that trailer did not hint that this is a musical. And that, to me, feels like something is up. Something is up. Yeah. I agree. Well, Pat, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we get to these numbers here are are prognosticating for this opening weekend um i mean honestly the the only other big news item going around hollywood is as of today wednesday july 12th uh the sag union so the screen actors guild union might be going on strike as of midnight Mm -hmm. pacific time tonight so that is looking like it's very possible you know as of this moment we're recording this at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. And right now, a deal has not been announced. And listen, if that happens, you've got the writer's strike, which a movie like Deadpool gets around because they say that they're using the script as is, and so they've got Ryan Reynolds acting, and basically, which means they just have him walking around in the mask, and they could rewrite and reloop his dialogue in three months. So a mm-hmm. movie like Deadpool is able to stay in production with a writer's strike. But if the SAG strike happens, Deadpool, I would think, has to stop production tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Hugh Jackman 
is not going to be able to act. I do think there's a, okay, if the SAG strike happens, Ryan Reynolds cannot act on set tomorrow. But do you just prop up? Because again, he's in a mask and it's going to be a lot of CGI. Do you put some kind of like broom and rumbus contraption together to move around the Deadpool costume. I mean, do do you think that here's my question. If SAG goes on strike tonight, is Deadpool still in production tomorrow, Thursday, July 13th? I think you could make it a joke. I mean, the dead Deadpool is so meta. Right. That you could have scenes where he is a mop with a bucket head mm-hmm. on a Roomba mm-hmm. in the costume. Right. And they say, oh, that was shot during the strike. Because did you see screenshots? They have a broken down uh, 20th Century Fox logo mm. that's like that that is uh, crumbled in the background of a of a shot. They are making meta comments on the film business, right? So, they're, so they're, yeah, so. I th- so yeah. a big Deadpool plot is going to be the Disney Fox merger. That's part of the story for Deadpool three. It's at least a joke in it. Okay. So if you wanted to shoot a few scenes where, yeah, it's they're talking about how well there was a writer and an actor strike, so that's when we shot this. Right. It'll get away with it. Right. Right. Yeah, they could do that. And then for for Wolverine, you just use animation cells from the old Fox X-Men uh, cartoon series. And Disney again, owns it now. Disney owns it. So you just drop the animated Wolverine and they are next to a Deadpool. That is a mop and a bucket inside of a Deadpool costume on a rum, on a, a Roomba. And mm-hmm. then when you, the writer strike is over uh, in a couple of months, you have writers write some dialogue that Ryan Reynolds could loop in and post saying, yeah. hey, sorry, I'm a mop, but SAG strike, what could you do? And then Cartoon Wolverine mm-hmm. comes in and yeah. 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 There we go. So our and people will lap it up. People lap it up. They'll love it. It'll be great. And so that is our prediction when it comes to the SAG strike is if SAG goes on strike, Deadpool 3 will continue in production with a mop and a bucket and a Roomba and the Wolverine cartoon from the Fox 1990s TV series. And I feel like if SAG goes on strike, that's going to push things faster. I mean, it's one thing not having writers because listen, we love writers and writers do so much. They're not as respected as they should be. Right. Because actors think that they can write. I mean, look at Ryan Reynolds. He thinks, well, it's just a framework. Yes. I really do all the work because yeah. I make the funny comments, right, right? Right. But listen, if you don't have actors, you got nothing. Well, you got a mop on a Roomba. Screen. Mm-hmm. You got a mop on a Roomba. And that's the thing. You know, a writer, they can be replaced. Not that they should be, but they mm-hmm. can be replaced. But an actor can't. An actor, yeah, it's tougher. Because, we'll, I mean, we'll see with the mop on the Roomba appeal is i don't think it's going to be gigantic um it could work for deadpool it wouldn't work for instance it would not work for a tom cruise movie you know dead reckoning part two cannot replace tom cruise with a mop and a bucket on a roomba 
But you know what? I'll tell you what. If that works out mm-hmm. with the mop and the and the Roomba, yeah, with Deadpool, you know, Kevin Feige is really involved in this Deadpool movie, mm. and he might see that and he'd be like, you know what? Are, you know who could replace Jonathan Majors? Is a mop and a bucket on, a Roomba. on a Roomba. Yeah, I mean the thing with yeah. the Kang character is he takes many forms. So he so could, could take the form. Could take the form of a Machman, a bucket on a Roomba. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of chatter recently about. I don't know if you've seen this, Robert Downey Jr. as he started doing the rounds for Oppenheimer because he's in Oppenheimer. He's in the black and white section of Oppenheimer, and he's yeah. talking about this is his return to actual acting. He's kind of been denigrating the Marvel films, talking about how. Much like Gwyneth Paltrow, sometimes he didn't know which movie he was in, kind of didn't consider it acting, did talk about how he thought being in these Marvel movies for so long could possibly make him a bad actor, that he might have lost Mm. it. So and we'll see when Oppenheimer comes out, because maybe he has, maybe he's not a good actor anymore. We'll find out. But there has been chatter that Downey's got Marvel, you know, over a barrel. We're talking about buckets, but- Downey's got Marvel over a barrel because I'm sure they'd want him to play Iron Man immediately in a new movie. They need him. They need him. They need him. It's not about wanting him. They need him. They need him unless, unless Deadpool 3 replaces Ryan Reynolds with a mop and a bucket on a Roomba and it works out because then maybe that mop and a bucket and a Roomba gets into the Iron Man suit and then Downey doesn't have the leverage he thought he had. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, he is, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is arrogant, so we'll see. We'll see if this mop and bucket and Roomba take him down a peg. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So it's very interesting. I mean, uh, we will follow the story if SAG goes on strike and if if Ryan Reynolds is replaced by a mop and a bucket and a Roomba uh, in Deadpool 3. So lots of So you know, I'm SAG. You are- I'm, I'm, I am SAG, but I am not in good standing. So, uh, so, so I will not strike. Well, well, I mean, will they, I mean, I'm already striking because I don't ever work. Right, right. You've been on strike for a long, they've got to catch up to you. Like Fran Drescher needs to catch up to what you've already been doing for years, which is. I quite quit on SAG probably seven or eight years ago. Okay. So, so yeah, if they strike tonight, it's just catching up to what you've already been doing. Did you? And the ha- only reason I was paying my dues was so I could get the screeners. And now movies just come on. I can, you know, I have a list, and I can all these movies go on streaming before I could get my screeners anyway. So there's no reason. So did SAG get your opinion at all when it came to deciding whether or not they're going to strike? Did you get a vote? Have are you voting as to whether SAG goes on strike or not? I don't have voting privileges. Mm-hmm. But I think they should right. ask me how it is because it's pretty easy. Yeah, to not get act to not act. Right, right, right. It's very easy actually. So, so if Ryan just Ren- find other stuff to do like popular podcasts. If Ryan Reynolds, you know, he's deciding on which way to vote tonight, whether to go on strike. If he did reach out to you about how does it, how is it? to be on strike as an actor, you would say it's great. You would advise it. Yeah, I'd say it's great. Um, 
are you do look you i have, couldn't I, look i have a beard long hair. i couldn't i couldn't do this if i if i was an actor well I'd you have to shave all this you've already got your strike beard yeah 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 do you have sag privileges to go to a physical town hall you know where say they're like let's all gather shout it out as to whether we should go on strike do you do you, are you allowed on the premises of a sa- official sag i don't know if a sag card that still has the year 2019 on it would get me into a town hall that's a question okay that's not as long ago as i would have thought but th- how does that card pre-pandemic. look pandemic yeah, it's pre-pandemic, your card. Is it physically? Well, I use it to jimmy a lot of doors open, so it's pretty chipped. Okay, okay. So your SAG card could get you into a SAG meeting in the sense that you could jimmy the lock open from the outside. Yes, yeah. yeah. I have a lot of experience with that, so I could definitely, if they locked that door on me, I could get in. Whether they would allow me to stay in or they would throw me out on the street, you know. That's a different story. Right, right. So you don't think telling them that you were a uh, extra in Shutter Island would get you to stay in that meeting? I mean, I'd have to go tell the whole story, which we don't have time for we right now. We don't have time for it. Maybe that'll be a Patreon episode when we do the Patreon. But mm-hmm. uh, I think that story would have them enraptured, and then they would just totally forget that I, I have not paid my dues in three years years yeah yeah all right well we will see um if sag goes on strike and if anyone from sag reaches out to clayton for his opinion you know right before midnight because midnight's coming and fran dresser the head of sag she might be looking for uh such a diverse array of opinions that she even reaches out to clayton you know she wants to get the opinions of people who've given up acting and haven't paid their dues since pre-pandemic times and listen, maybe Fran is a Minna fan and she jumped over mm. from that great show, Kirk's great show, mm-hmm. and is listening to this right now. Yeah. I mean, she's deciding whether or not SAG goes on strike. So I'm sure she is trying to get as much information as possible, which probably means listening to as many uh, podcasts as possible. So very possible mm-hmm. she's listening to this right now. So we'll follow the strike, but Clayton, let's get into our predictions for this weekend. This is the weekend of Friday, July 14th. Is that correct? Yeah, Friday, July 14th. And let's give our top fives. And for uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, let's give our five-day and three-day predictions. How does that sound to you? That sounds good to me. All right. Do you want to go first? Do you want to be the bold man or do you want to make me go first? I will be bold and beautiful right now and give my prediction. Yes. So number one, of course, is going to be Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part one. And It's a I, slam doink, right? It's a slam doink. It's the doink of the week. And I think that it's going to get a Maverick bump. And I think that Maverick bump is going to be a 40% bump. I think this movie is going to make 24 million more than fallout did in its three days. So I'm going 85 million for the three day. And I think it goes over a hundred then for the five day at a hundred and eight million dollars for the five day. Listen, I think we're underestimating 
just how popular Cruz is right now. So I'm going to go 85 and 108. And we'll see. We'll see. So I think that's number one. Number two is going to be, man, oh, man, it is wild how up in the air this truly is. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Number two is going to be Sound of Freedom. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to go there. I think it's going to be number, which is so crazy. But I mean, that report we got about lines around the street in New York City for this movie, that is eye-opening. And so I think Sound of Freedom, it made $19 million last weekend. And I think this weekend it's going to make that that drop could be is could be really low and it could make 16 or 17 million and come in number two. And so then number three is going to be insidious, the red door, which, you know, May 33, but it's a horror movie. That's going to be a huge drop. I think that could end up making like 12 million this coming weekend. I think that drop's going to be big. Mm-hmm. So that's number three. And then number four is going to be indie dial of destiny is by default going to be number four. And number five is going to be elemental, which it's up to $109 million, 17% drop. Um, you know, we've gotten some emails from uh, listeners who are, who are telling us that, you know, Elemental is 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 holding better than we're giving it credit for. So I think that's number five. So that's my top five. Well, we got a email mm-hmm. from Wannabeo person jason i'll say that for now let us know Mm -hmm. if you're you know what you identify as but talked about sound of freedom but also talked about animation Mm. my kids love castle in the sky Mm -hmm. which is the it's a fat it was a fathom event Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they loved nimona on netflix Mm -hmm. but they still have zero interest in seeing elemental the movie is holding but like you said a few weeks ago like i said a few weeks ago it's middle-aged olds seeing it Mm -hmm. that is the people who are sadly walking into that theater and watching elemental the kids aren't going to see it it is sad middle-aged men going to see that movie it's still stay clear of the elemental theaters everyone Wow. That is a bad scene. That is a bad scene. Elemental is going to be the one that really takes the hit next week from Barbie. Because I think when Barbie comes out, obviously the kids are all going to see that. But the middle-aged, I think, uh, coastal elites that are going to see Elemental right now in its fourth weekend, they're all going to see Barbie. Elemental's got, I think, one more weekend where Sound of Freedom's not really competition. And even... Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 I don't think is going to do much to hurt Elemental this And weekend. it's going to be on D plus in like three weeks probably. Yeah. yeah. Elemental. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, uh, that's the thing about Elemental is it wasn't a complete and total disaster. Good for you, Pixar. Is that the is that the level of success we're looking for for Pixar now? Is it a pat on the head level of success? If that's what you want to do, then do it. Okay, so what is your top five and your Dead Reckoning numbers? Okay, so Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part num- Part One, 
Slam doink number one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like we said, doinkest of all doinks. Yeah, doink of the week. Now, I looked up how old Harrison Ford was when Fallout came out. Okay. And he was 76 years old. So I'm going to say opening three-day weekend of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is $76 million. Okay. But I think – I don't think this movie is going to make over a – I think you know what actually I think it just makes a hundred. Okay. Five day. Just makes it. Just makes it. Cruz gets it over the line to a hundred. I think the Walmart Sunday preview for for Walmart members, whatever that is, mm-hmm. gets it over a hundred. Okay. So that's number pretty big. two, yeah. Dude, if this movie doesn't make over a hundred million in a five day, it's a disappointment. Oh, I don't know about that. I think we're on the high end. I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We both think it's going to make a hundred, so I think yeah. Okay, so number two, Sound of Freedom. I just think the momentum for this thing wild is huge. I mean, again, we're going to keep on this story. I, like like you said. There may be some twists and turns coming up. Yeah. How that's going to affect the box office, we do not know. Yeah. But for now, there is so much buzz around this movie. So that's going to be number two. I think Insidious, number three, Mm -hmm. like you said, huge drop, huge drop. But still, it's going to beat out that stinker of all stinkers, that turd of all turds, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which... That, I mean, nobody's going to see that movie when a Mission Impossible movie is out. That's the movie that gets hurt the most by Mission Impossible, for sure. It's going to get decimated. It's going to get decimated. And then, yeah, I do think number five is going to be Elemental just because Spidey cartoon has been out for so long. And, yeah, that's my top five. Yeah. Just uh, throwing this out at you because last weekend Joyride opened to five point eight million. It finished just ahead of No Hard Feelings, which made five point four million, but is losing theaters because it's been out for three weeks. What comes in ahead in the rankings this coming weekend as far as the raunchy sex comedies? No Hard Feelings or Joyride? They were virtually tied last weekend. Oh, I think No Hard Feelings still beats it out. Yeah, uh, I just think there's more of a interest in Jennifer Lawrence than there is in Joyride in general. Yeah. Although Adam from the stack said that he saw this movie and he said the theater was going nuts for it. So he thinks that it's not going to drop as big. So he, he probably would say that this would go over, uh, no hard feelings, but still, I, I I think No Hard Feelings is going to win it because you can't – I'm not going to bet against a star. Yeah. I mean the thing that we have – you know, and, and I could be missing something, but we have had some of these – I don't know what the current generation is called. But, you know, whatever whatever generation people in their teens to early 20s are right now, and we've seen movies from that generation like A Joyride, but like last year's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies – like a Zola and those type of movies, those gen triple Z, whatever it is, whatever they are, whatever that generation is, we've seen their indie sort of comedy movies come out and not really break through, you know, something like bodies, bodies, bodies last August 
We were high on it, hoping it would break out. And that you were really high happen. on it. I wasn't high on you it. You weren't high on it. But but I I think that that type of movie, we've yet to see the big success story of it. And I think Joyride is obviously not that based on the opening weekend. And I think the legs are also not going to be there based on, I don't know if that genre of movie has had an example of having great legs, that sort of gen triple Z, you know, 18 to 25 indie comedy breaking out. Yeah. So, um, all right, so Clayton. B- before we before we wrap up, though, mm-hmm. we did mm-hmm. get two great emails from one of Bo Boy Reed. Okay, who we we uh, he's an OG. I would say he's an OG. Yeah, he qualifies as OG. And he was talking about point. no hard feelings. How it's he's not. It's not going to make its money in the theaters, but it has a first pay window with Netflix. And he knows we're not streamo boys, but huh? Mm-hmm. If Netflix has to pay residuals for this movie, that could add up quickly. That beach scene will be replayed many times in locker rooms, frat houses, and correctional facilities across the world for some time to come. It's yeah, it's going to do Bafo streamo, obviously. Yes. yes, the boys in orange are going to love it. Yes, as he says. Yep. And so I agree with you, Reed. It's not going to make its money in the theaters, but it will definitely make money in streaming. And then Reed has a few things that Christopher can do. He's got a few tasks for intern wannabe intern Christopher. Mm-hmm. He's saying count what's in a box of Mike and Ike's because we had that conversation as to how many Mike's and Ike's were in a Mike and Ike's. Mm-hmm. And that's something we could get him to do. Yeah. I mean, he could open, rip open a box of Mike and Ikes, pour it into a bowl, and then pick them out one by one and count the Mike and Ikes. That is, it would be something that I don't think is public knowledge right now, how many Mike and Ikes are in a movie theater concession box of Mike and Ikes. So want to be a winter and Christopher. He's got a long list of tasks. He's making the vertical videos for our social media channels for our TikTok, but the listeners are looking for more things for wannabe a winter and Christopher to do. And listen, he's beholden to us first and foremost mm-hmm. in this internship program, but he also is beholden to the listeners. So the wannabe O boys, wannabe yeah. O girls, wannabe O people, people that is who he serves beyond serving us beyond serving the show. So if they want to yeah. count Mike and Ike's, uh, you know, uh, we may have to put that on the curriculum you know, in the internship. Program. And he also mentions he's got, he wants head counts at these sound of freedom screenings because you can just buy a ticket ahead of time and that counts. So are people actually seeing this movie? I think we have some sense that people are actually going to see this movie, but right. he also would like Christopher to do a head count at a screening for sound of freedom, which I don't think is a bad idea. Cause listen, if Christopher is going to see mission impossible this weekend, Pop into one of those theaters. Stay away from the theater. Right. But pop into one of those Sound of Freedom theaters and uh, do a little head count. Right. Stand in the back of the room. Do a head count. You don't have to watch Sound of Freedom. Want to be a intern, Christopher. You could just count the heads. Because, yeah, they they have that pay it forward program where you could buy tickets for anonymous people. And are people buying tickets for anonymous people? And then those 
anonymous people are not showing up to theaters. They're not buying concessions. That is a question we posed on the last episode. So yeah, Wannabe Owen and Christopher may have a lot of counting to do in the next few weeks. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you, Wannabe Old Boy Reed, for that. I also want to shout out a YouTube commenter. Um, wow. So this is, you know, we made a call last week, and we make that call again to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps make the show uh, uh, visibility be a lot higher. Listeners could find it more easily, new listeners. So five stars on Apple Podcasts. And got a comment from uh, someone named Lorne, not Lorne Michaels, that is confirmed on our YouTube, who talked about a long journey to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. He had to uh, get uh, Apple to text his phone to reset his iTunes. Then he had to get his laptop involved. Quote, he says, I forgot I'm on a different MacBook from when I originally set up my iTunes account, so I needed to reset my old laptop password to confirm my new password reset on iTunes. And all that said, the conclusion to that comment, to that story, is he was able to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. He went through Uh a lot. So this YouTube commenter slash listener slash wannabe oh boy, wannabe oh girl, wannabe oh person, Lauren, went through so much, but in the end gave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. So if that listener can go through all that involving phones, laptops, texting Apple support, resetting passwords, and after all that, got us the five stars. I'm sure it's not that difficult for most people. I'm sure they're no. already logged in, and it's a simple tap. This is an tap. outlier. Yeah, yeah, it's a tap. It's a tap. All but, you got to so do is, yeah. All you got to do is tap it. All you got to do is tap that five stars. Like we said, type in, love the show, blah, 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 five stars. That's it. You don't have to do what Lauren did, which was above and beyond. So we thank this YouTube commenter. Lauren. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're getting a lot of great comments on the YouTube channels. And so thank you for those. Um, and, uh, do, do, do just look. Well, yeah, this just in breaking news, (gasps) according to deadline, Anthony D is for Disney. D Alessandro (gasps) is calling the preview, the previews for mission impossible, dead reckoning part one. Came in at the high, coming in at the high end of expectations with seven million. Yeah, this so now we're huge. looking at seven million here. Yeah, and again, that's Monday, Tuesday, and Sunday Walmart subscriber preview numbers, not a Thursday traditional Thursday night preview. So yeah, I, I so think keep that in mind. All right, Clayton, I think we've done it. Of course, thank you to all of our listeners and all of our YouTube subscribers. We are YouTubers now, so if you haven't already. Go to our YouTube channel, the B.O. Boys podcast YouTube channel. Subscribe on YouTube. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. And what else on YouTube should they do, Clayton? Ring that bell. Ring that bell. Ringing the bell is so vital to the success of this B.O. Boys movement. You gotta ring the bell. You know, think of Paul Revere. He went through town. The British are coming. The British are coming. But what was he also doing when he was riding that horse, Clayton? Ringing that bell. He was ringing that bell. So it is vital that you ring that bell 
on YouTube. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social medias, especially TikTok. We are YouTubers. We are TikTokers. So follow us at the BO Boys Pod. Thanks again, Wannabe O Intern Christopher, for cutting the vertical videos. We have gone vertical. Thanks to Christopher, who will have a lot of counting to do. Mike and Ike, Sound of Freedom heads, a lot of mm-hmm. counting to do in his future. And don't get confused. That's the thing. You've got to make sure on different notebook pages, Yes. put count for Mike and Ike's and then flip page. Yes. New page, head count, sound of freedom. Yes. 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 They are, they they may look similar, but they are very different entities, Mike and Ike's Mm -hmm. and sound of freedom heads. And yeah, I mean, I think that's, oh, and of course, email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails and uh, your predictions, your boots on the ground reporting. So send us those emails, Podcast at gmail.com. Clayton, I think we've done it. Oh, we've definitely done it. I, th- there cannot be anything left to be said. No, of course not. Except for, until next time. Will smell you at the.